Savage Studios. This is the Savage Empire with your host, Mike Trainer. This is indeed the Savage Empire. I'm your host, Mike Trainer. Good to be back. Good to have you guys back. I really mean that. Sorry, it's been such a long time. I had a uh, Oh man, I started a new job that I'm not really happy with. Um, allow me a few minutes to in, <laughs> to explain my absence. Um, it's not for lack of caring. Believe me, I much rather do this as often as I can. Believe me. Um, I started a new job where basically on the average day I'm working. It feels like 10, 12, 14 hours a day. So I've been exhausted um, trying to schedule time to do this. has been hard. Uh, I've been flat of energy. So, you know, I didn't want to put out a show that was me speaking all monotone and going, well, the Yankees won. They are the best team in baseball. <sighs> I'm tired. I didn't want any of that. I wanted to have a little bit of energy, at least, you know, in case there's times where I'm mad. Although in Yankee land, there really hasn't been much to be mad at. I mean, we'll get into it. Of course, there's always something to be mad at. We'll find it. And I'm sure some of you are already saying who you're mad at already. And we'll get into that. But, you know, I need to explain. So three weeks, I'm on my fourth week. Well, I just finished my fourth week now of this new job. And I'm not going to say what it is. Um, looking to leave very, very soon. Uh, the money is decent. It's not great. It is a sales job. So there's salary plus commission, although I'm not on the commission part yet. Cause I'm still technically training, even though I've been on my own for three weeks out of the four. Um, the guy who trained me is a great guy. He is from the Bronx. So he lives in the Bronx. His office is in Delaware and the man lives on the road. So, of course, being that he's from the Bronx, I asked him the obvious question. I said, hey, are you a Yankees fan? And he said, I used to be. I said, used to be? Well, who do you like now? I like the Red Sox. And I said, how the hell did they let you live in the Bronx being a Red Sox fan? Especially when you're close to the stadium. Now, I can't justify his Red Sox fandom. I can justify his reason for not being a Yankee fan. And this is what he says. Now, if I'm, if he's wrong, then he's wrong. Maybe some of you know better, but I'm only going by what he said. So, um, this is kind of dating him, but he's a little bit younger than me, apparently. So back in his high school days, they used to play in the park across the street from the stadium, the old stadium. And then when the Yankees were building the new stadium, obviously they didn't have the park anymore. And we all know that the Yankees had to turn old Yankee stadium into the park that it is now. He's saying that the Yankees owned the property where the, where the old stadium was. And now they have to pay out the ass to rent the field from the Yankees. And it was super expensive, so they couldn't really practice anymore out there. So 
he has a grudge against the Yankees, and that's why. Now, if, if all that's true, then I can understand that. I would be pissed off as well, especially if it was, you know, one of my favorite teams screwed me over. I get it. Um, going to the Red Sox, though, that's just, I mean, I'd rather give up on the sport, to be honest, than go to another team. That just wouldn't happen. I'd be like, well, baseball's dead. <laughs> that's just how I feel. Now, that was pretty much the end of it. Now, he's still a cool guy. I, I try not to hold that against him. I like him enough. Um, but can you really fully trust a Red Sox fan? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's holding out on me. But anyway, so the longer I go with this job, the more bullshit I start to see. And I know what you're saying. There's bullshit associated with every job. That is true. And there's always a level of bullshit that you have to endure with every job, even if, if it's your own business. So I can just see where two things. One is, and of course it's always about money. The account managers of every location that I have to go to for sales only cares about themselves and cares about the money that they're making. And I understand that, but it is at the expense of leaving me hanging sometimes, which I do not appreciate. I feel like, they can go out of their way, especially for a new guy who doesn't have everything down yet, you know, to help me out before you try to screw me over for the benefit of your wallet. That is strike one. Strike two was my paycheck, my first paycheck. It took two extra weeks to get it, which I wasn't entirely made clear about that. Maybe they mention it. I don't remember it. That seems, you know, good thing I had some money put aside, you know, for bills and whatnot, because, you know, they don't like to wait. I don't know if my job knew that. You know, people that you owe money to have due dates for a reason. They tend to, you know, tack on a little extra money for the inconvenience of them not getting your money. So, you know, they, maybe they didn't know that. And... So that's strike two. Strike three is just talking to the other guy, the other driver, the other salesman. He's been there 25 years and he revealed to me that it, you know, it's kind of a revolving door around here. I wonder why the people I have to deal with day in and day out are just kind of dicks to be honest with you. So, hold on for a second. Some kind of bullshit going on here. So, not the people I work with, the the general customer. Because, well, I really won't say why. It's just that the type of people I'm dealing with are are kind of scumbaggish, more or less. And people feel entitlement. When it comes to what I do, like they just expect me to have everything that they want and it's not the way it works and it's starting to build up a little bit. Plus, here's the number one thing, the travel. I'm not home every night. I've been on the road a few nights a week. Last week was the first week I didn't go out at all in the four weeks that I've been working. This week coming up, it kind of looks the same way. Maybe one night, but that's... That's at Friday, Thursday night. So hopefully I'm home every night. 
but I'm getting home late and I'm tired and they don't care about the travel time because I've had to drive through parts of Jersey and then drive all the way home. I had to go to Philadelphia and then drive all the way home. I was in Philly last Friday for, you know, right before the holiday, they had me scheduled to four o'clock. I asked them if I can leave early because we got a storm coming. Plus it's a holiday traffic. It's going to take me literally an hour to get out of Philadelphia. And I'm, and I'm talking about center city, Philly, you know, for those who know, not too far from Kensington. And if you know what Kensington is all about, then you know where I was at more or less. So yeah, I would like to get the hell out of there. And so, you know, they managed to get me out of there a whole 45 minutes or just about the time the rain started. So that was nice. So, you know, it's a Friday afternoon the day before a holiday and I'm leaving Philly. So it literally took me in and this is to go from Philly to Allentown. So it shouldn't take more than about an hour, give or take. It took me literally an hour just to get out of Philly and then another hour or so on top of that because of all the traffic, which is understandable. So it took me damn near three hours to get from Philly to Allentown and then another hour to my house. That's crazy, you know, and I'm on DOT hours. So at some point you have to monitor that, but they seem to not care about that. Besides the fact that the truck I'm driving is not inspected. It hasn't been inspected since November. And I told them about it this week and I literally been not going through way stations. And luckily I haven't been pulled over. Most of the time they're closed. So I've been lucky. But that, that shit's going to run out. And if I pull into a wait station, they see that, which they will. They're going to tow the truck and I have to get a ride back from wherever the hell I'm at. And I am not looking for that. I'm going to outright refuse. Now, luckily for me, this week is all local uh, stops, deliveries and things like that. So I shouldn't have a problem. And yes, I know I'm not talking about the Yankees yet, but you know, I feel like we're all friends and you can stand to hear me rant a little bit. <laughs> You know, we'll get there. Don't worry. Got time. And so that's where I'm at. It seems like kind of like people don't really know what they're doing. It's one of those almost the business is too big to fail type of attitude, despite their best efforts, apparently. So that's where I'm at. Plus, I have been looking because, like I said, the travel away from home is ridiculous and i hate spending nights in hotels and you know i'm not with my family if i'm not with my family i'm not happy so you can understand that so that was it you know my kid doesn't like to be alone um my girlfriend works overnights so you know my son is home alone at night and that bothers me and you know granted he's 12 and he should be expected to you know I should start letting him grow up more. I get it. But at the same time, he's my son. He's my only kid. So yeah, I'm going to worry a little bit. That's just how I am. No apologies. So I'm looking on Indeed and everything, and I found a job that I think I can do. And I think that would be fun. And they hadn't called me back, but they had another position that I applied for the same day. They called me back literally 10 minutes after I put in the second application. 
I was talking to the guy on the phone. This place is 20 minutes from my house. And if I get the job, I'll talk more about it. It's another sales position, but it looks like fun. And it looks like something I can do. I went in for my interview uh, Friday morning before I had to go to my other job and spent about an hour talking to this guy and I nailed it. Now, hopefully they will give me the job, but I nailed the interview and there was no problems. I could tell I had them. So I'm hoping I'm expecting a phone call, hopefully tomorrow on Monday, today's Sunday I'm recording. So that's where I'm at. So I have been watching the Yankees or at least, um, trying to stay up and watch the Yankees. Cause you know, some of my start times are super early. So I've been falling asleep. You know, it's, it's crazy. It just messes up my whole thing. And between that wow, and the Rangers, you know, go Rangers. Been watching them. I actually been paying more attention to them. I'm, I'm sorry. You're going to have to forgive me if you're not a Rangers fan, but if you're a Rangers fan, you can certainly understand they're trying to get to the finals. So I've been more invested in them, but I have been paying attention to the Yankees. If I'm watching the Rangers on the TV, I've had my Yankees on the phone, on the app. So I've been watching them too. And now we can talk about the Yankees. Their pitching is the best in baseball. It's not even close. It's, it's incredible. The Matt Blake, godlike transformation of this staff in the bullpen is crazy. This guy who, when he came onto the team, I had concerns about because, you know, I don't fully understand the analytics in case you haven't caught on to that by now. So he, uh, you know, he had no coaching experience, which I thought was kind of crazy, a little bit weird. But he, you know, he came highly recommended and they got him and he has transformed this team. And really, he's done an excellent job. He has been the best coach on this team. And that's saying something. You know, that's, you know, I think most Yankee fans view him on a higher level than than Boone. You know, obviously, we got a lot of people that can't stand Boone. I don't understand the hate sometimes. And he's done a fantastic job this year, by the way. Couple mistakes here and there, very minor compared to other years. I think he's finally hit his groove and. He seems to be pushing all the right buttons. So, you know, this team has just been on fire. And and honestly, the pitching, we'll start with the pitching. Because I got the stats right here. You know, Cole is 5-1. and one, Right? And he's the ace. ERA of 2.78. 64 innings pitch, 47 hits, 20 runs, 20 earned, six home runs given up, one hit batter, 15 walks. The walks are a little bit higher than it should be, but it is what it is. 81 strikeouts, 096 whip, 196 batting average against. That's that's insane. And the real ace of the staff, Nestor Cortez, who just, I think we can stop being surprised. I think most of us are. Not surprised anymore. Um, five and one, one point five ERA. 
60 innings pitched, 38 hits, 11 runs, 10 earned, 4 home runs, 1 hit batter, 14 walks, 68 strikeouts, .87 whip, 178 batting against. That is insane. And you think Nestor Cortez, who just, like like Kay said on his show, been released twice, and one of them by the Yankees. When they got him back, we were all like, okay, we got this guy back. You know, okay. And he just, he got into the rotation, and he never left because the guy has just been outstanding for a season and a half now. And he could be starting the All-Star game. He has to be. If he keeps this up, he will be in the conversation for the Cy Young Award. How crazy is that? And he's got a great stash. And that's probably most important. Because <laughs> Mike, I can't grow one of my shit. Severino has been pitching great. Finally looks like he has a goddamn strikeout pitch now. You know, he seems to be getting guys out less than, you know, 15 pitches a batter. That's huge. That means he could be extended more. At some point, they're going to have to have a conversation about his innings. But he pitched in, he pitched a one-hit game yesterday for, what, seven innings? How great was that? He looks sharp. 4-1, 295 ERA, 55 innings, 41 hits, 19 runs, 18 earned, 7 home runs. Got to do a little bit better, but, you know, he's a power pitcher. Four batters hit. 14 walks, 61 strikeouts, can do a little bit better with that. But I always look at it, if you got more strikeouts in innings, then you're doing good. A 1.00 whip, 200, uh, 204 average against. That's pretty good. And Monty is 1-1, one one, finally got a win, and it's not for lack of sucking, it's for lack of run support, as usual. 309 ERA, 58.1 innings pitched, 49 hits, 20 runs, 20 earned, six home runs, one, uh, sorry, four hit batters, 10 walks, 45 strikeouts. Now his strikeouts could be a little bit better. I mean, they're under his innings pitch, but he's been pitching good. Monty is, is as solid as it gets. Uh, 1.01 whip. 226 average against. It's not bad. He gives up hits, but he usually keeps them down. If they, if he'd have five, six wins by now, if the goddamn Yankees would score runs for him like they did last game. Tylon, who's been outstanding this year, way better than he was last year. He settled right in now. Six and one, 230 ERA. 58.2 innings pitched, 48 hits, 15 runs, uh, 15 earned. Four home runs, two hit batters, five walks. That's incredible. 44 strikeouts. Could get that up a little bit more too. Uh, 0.90 whip, 220 batting average against. That's outstanding. And, you know, we keep these guys healthy this year. We still have Herman, who's working his way back, and I'm, we'll see how they figure him out. Um, later on, he'll probably be in the bullpen for a while. 
but the bullpen has taken some hits. Uh, Chad Green, who had his Tommy John, and that's I that's the end of his Yankee career because I believe he's a free agent after this year. He's going to miss the rest of this year, obviously, and miss at least half of next year. Are they going to bring him back maybe at a cheap deal? I don't know. But until he got hurt, he was uh, one and one. 14 games, 15 innings pitched, 13 hits, six earned, or six runs, five earned, one walk, no no hit batters. What am I reading that wrong? Five, five walks, 16 strikeouts, so it'll strike out more in innings pitched. 1.20 whip, 241 batting average against, which is another Chad Green year, and he was starting to look good, and you know, he, he usually starts off a little rough, but settles right in. And he got hurt. Now he needs Tommy John. Luis Heel needs Tommy John. And he was limited this year. I won't even bother with his stats. And he wasn't great so far in, in uh, the minors, but he's another prospect. And now we lost him for a year. So that's two big blows right there. Because Heel could have been somebody we could have used later on in the year. Um, Banuelos is up and he's been, he's been pretty good. God. And, you know, he's typical. I mean, he hasn't pitched much, a couple innings. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to pitch today. Uh, hey, Gallo hit a home run in the fifth inning. Holy shit. And we were going to get into Gallo soon. He tied the game at two. I wish I could see it. It's on the Peacock. And unfortunately, I only have the free version of Peacock because how many fucking streaming services do I need to have? You know? I have Prime, so that wasn't a big deal because I use Amazon Prime. Um, I have the Yes Network app, although it, it for whatever reason, and I don't know if you guys have this problem, it's shit on my Fire Stick. Maybe I need to upgrade the Fire Stick. Um, I have the MLB app, which T-Mobile paid for, so that's free, so I can get the games on there, although I can't watch today's game because it's exclusive to Peacock, so Peacock blacked me out on an app that I should be able to watch the game on. Um, Apple TV, luckily I get that through um, T-Mobile too, so if you need if you need those channels, then I would suggest signing up with T-Mobile for phone, phone service because that way you'll get those apps for free. They cover the whole MOB app every year. So you don't ever have to pay for it. The Apple TV pretty much every year. At least this will be the second year for me. And so I don't have to pay for that when they're on there. ESPN I have. So I don't have to worry about that. That's a free app. Um, you know, because I refuse the the. the to pay all this money i mean everything i know is going to stream it and i have illegal ways of getting things but you know i could use an iptv but i haven't updated mine in a month so i really haven't been able to watch the games but the games have been on mostly yes so i can get that on my phone if need be and like i said i've been busy with the rangers but joey gallo hit a home run god damn about fucking time this guy needs to fucking get going but we'll get to him in a minute so back to the bullpen King has been dominant. He's been in a little bit of a rough patch. ERA up to three now, but 
I think he'll get it going again. He has been outstanding. 39 strikeouts in 30 innings. Unbelievable. Six, six walks, two, two home runs. He's got three hit. Oh, that's Clay Holmes. And Clay Holmes has been great. We'll get to him too. Um, so King has been great. He's stepped up this year big time. And he could be, you know, somebody who can start also. Although I like him where he's at. I don't want to fuck with him where he's at. So we keep him there. Uh, Clark Schmidt has looked pretty good. And he could be that emergency starter because he looks like he's taking that next step now. So we got these kids, King and Clark Schmidt, who are, are basically are you know, our six and seven starters. And then Herman, whenever he comes back, despite how you feel about Herman, I know we've been there a million times, but he's still on the team. So we're going to go off of that. We're going to leave everything off to the side. We're going to base it on the, the business of baseball. So if you don't get that by now, stop watching the sport. We all have our personal feelings about it, but we have to look at it from the business side of the game. And that's weird to say, right? I know. But anyway, so, um, so we have six, seven good starters on this team. Potentially, if those guys need to step in. Wyzika has been a huge disappointment this year, and they put him on the IL with uh, shoulder pain. So hopefully that's nothing serious. Maybe he's got a little inflammation, but. You know what that usually leads to. So I'm kind of hoping that there's nothing wrong. Maybe he needs a quarter zone shot or something like that. And time off. I don't care if it takes a month. He's been basically trashed this whole year, which is surprising because we looked at him as the future closer. And speaking of closers, Chapman is hurt. And he's having a decent year. But, you know, a typical Chapman, if if, he, if it's anything, you know, with a one-run lead, it's scary. And every time he comes in, I need like a two or three run lead for that guy. So at least he has a little margin of error because when it's a one run lead, there's no margin of error. And sometimes that's a little bit too much for me to handle. The guy is a walking heart attack waiting to happen, but he's been fairly good and then he's hurt. So he's going to be out a little bit. Um, I haven't had any updates on these guys, but stepping into his spot has been the best reliever on the team by far. And maybe the closer going from here on out. At least I hope so, because Clay Holmes has been fucking outstanding. And he's 4-0, 0.34 ERA. Eight saves out of eight save opportunities. 26 innings, 15 hits, one run one earned three hit batters and it seems like that came the other day three walks 28 strikeouts 6.68 whip 163 batting average against those are outstanding numbers this is a guy we got for nothing and believe me i'm mad enough to admit it i was like who the fuck is this guy when we got him when we had this kid who we thought could hit and park and Shows what the hell I know. Apparently, I know shit. So, you know, I will eat crow, no problem. Happy to do it. But that's why Cashman's the best, right? Despite how you feel about him sometimes. 
The man knows how to make these moves. His big name moves doesn't always pan out, but the little ones seem to just about pan out every time. And if they don't, they're little, and it doesn't matter. But when they when these guys pan out, it's huge, and it's nothing. And this might, this guy might be our future closer. I don't know how much more years we have him for, but whatever it is, extend them today. Uh, Castro has been fairly decent for us. 2-0, oh, 3.7 ERA, 14 innings, 15 strikeouts. You know, decent numbers for him for a guy who has usually no control. Lukey has been good. Marinaccio has been beat up a little bit, but he's got 11 strikeouts and 7.1, so he does have the stuff. His ERA is a little bit to be, you know, less than desired, but I think, you know, he's a kid. He's the rookie on the staff in the pen, so, you know, he's been bouncing back and forth. Anyway, he's up here for injuries, so we get that kid going. He could be a weapon, too. Peralta has been steady. J.P. Sears has looked good in his limited action here. Um, so it's 2-0 with no no earned. He had that one good start where I think he we gave us six innings and, you know, he, he labored, but he didn't give up any runs. So, you know, the, the pitching has been outstanding this year, and that is a credit to Matt Blake and his staff and everybody on the team buying in. And they... And, they generally look out for each other. And you can see that. And that's great. This team is is something special about this team this year, doesn't it? It feels that it feels a little bit different than years past, right? Although a lot of us in spring training weren't sure what the hell was going to happen here. And we had the Aaron Judge thing. And now we can get to the hitters. Judge is just a man on a mission. And the mission is to get paid. And it seems like Every week, you can add another million dollars to it. <laughs> it's crazy. 52 games. All right. 196 at-bats. 43 runs. 62 hits, which obviously leads the team by a, a fairly higher margin. It's crazy. I'm looking at it here. At, at least by almost 20 hits. 15 hits, something like that. Eight doubles, no triples. Oh, I'm sorry. Nine doubles, no triples. 21 home runs, which I believe leads the league. Could be wrong. It's either tied or he leads the league, depending on what day and what time you listen. 42 RBIs, 24 walks, 56, 56 strikeouts. I wish the strikeouts would come down. I get it. I know. But... I don't like to see a lot of strikeouts. I'm just never going to be used to that. To me, it's a it's, it's a wasted at bat. And granted, a lot of those are those low bullshit calls because he's Aaron Judge. He's six fucking seven. Same thing you can say for Stanton. Those goddamn low calls. It's ridiculous. But anyway, three steals. Not bad for a big guy. He does run. Three sixteen batting average. Now this is obviously all before the game that's going on right now. I don't know what he's doing in the game because I'm broad. Uh, first off, I'm podcasting during the game. And second, I can't watch it because it's on fucking Peacock. 386 on base, 684 slugging, 
an OPS of 1.070. First off, as you know, a good OPS is somebody who's around 8. 9 is great. Anything that starts with a 1 dot is outstanding. Looks like Clark Schmidt's coming into the game. That's outstanding right there. So, you know, that's MVP shit right there. Only two guys on the team currently have a one dot OPS. And that's Rob Brantley, who's sitting at a thousand in his limited action. <laughs> Let's retire his number. And the dude they picked up off the scrap heap when Donaldson was out. Matt Carpenter in seven games. Crazy. 19 at bats, seven runs, five hits, no doubles, no triples. What is it? Four home runs out of five hits, six RBIs, three walks, six strikeouts, no steals, 263 average, 391. On base, 895 slugging, 1.286 OPS. That's crazy. This guy is so hot right now, we can't get rid of him. And if he can keep that up, they're going to keep him on his team. Because they sent down uh, Miggy. And we'll get to Miggy in a second. I just want to keep going through the stats first. Because Andujar, when he was up, 12 games, 41 at-bats. Four runs, 11 hits, two doubles, one big one the other night, zero home runs, three RBIs, one walk, seven strikeouts, three steals, 268 average, 279, 317, 596 OPS, which is terrible. But, you know, got to look at it, 12 at bats. He hasn't been up here a lot, but Castro has been hurt. He was up here when Gallo had COVID and Hicks was still out. So Hicks is back. Gallo's back. Um, Carpenter has been on fire. There's nowhere. There's no room to carry him. And it's sad. And apparently he's requested a trade and he has been, I guess, requesting a trade since last year from what they're saying. So, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if there's a market for him. I mean, granted, he, he's played a decent left field. He's really settled down. I mean, he's had two years, basically, to, to catch on. And he hasn't played third base at all. And, and the fact that they didn't even put him at third when Donaldson was out where he could have played, I think says a lot. And if, and if the Yankees don't want to see him at third, and he's not an outstanding outfielder by any stretch. He's capable. What is what does a trade market look like for him? He can hit. I think we all know that he can hit with consistent playing time. I think he will put up the numbers, but he's not going to get that here. And I think he knows it. And the team knows it. And I'm I wouldn't be shocked to see him moved. Now, I had tweeted yesterday that I can't wait for the the jobber bullpen guy we get for him in some trade to some fucking team, probably in the National League, that we turn this guy into a Hall of Famer because of 
you know, our Lord and Savior, Matt Blake. So, you know, it's going to be one of those moves. We're not getting anything for him in terms of, like, a name. So you can forget that. That's not, even in a package deal, that's not going to get us anything. So I expect him to be moved. But, you know, then you got, you know, everybody else has been playing good. And, you know, Floriel, when he's been up here, he he hasn't hit. And that's, we'll, we'll, we'll speak on Floriel. He, he is a guy who should be the guy. He's that age now where it's like, you have to be ready to take advantage. And every time he's come up here, he's shit the bed and he has the tools but I don't think the Yankees are going to wait for him anymore. And, you know, he had plenty of opportunity and just could not do it. Obviously, he doesn't have a hit. You know, he's walked. That's it. And a stolen base. That's not what you want for a guy who's one of your top prospects. And it's getting to the point now where he's like 25, 24, 25. And I know injuries severely set him back. And then COVID set him back. And my dog is barking. And, you know, it's just the guys had bad breaks. But at some point, you have to take that step. And you have to make it happen. And he has not made it happen. And I'm a big Florio fan because I I always want to see the young guys come up and take their spot on the team. Don't you? I mean, I know, I know there's a big contingent out there of you guys who want to trade every prospect we ever have because we want proven talent. Okay, but I'm tired of getting other people's proven talent that we have to overpay for. I'd rather have guys that we can develop where they are financially controlled for a few years before we have to pay them. I'd rather pay our guys, you know, like an Aaron Judge. Now, he seems to be a once and a generation talent right now. But surely we have a few more capable guys that we can pay than our own players. That would be nice to have. You know, a Peraza or a Volpe, hopefully. I'm really hoping. I mean, we're banking a lot of future on those two guys. And a Dominguez, who seems to be tearing it up in single A. So... You know, he's been a real disappointment. And I think that either he's going to get buried or if they can trade him somehow, maybe some team seems seems like they can use an outfielder, maybe you know, a lefty who can hit. Hopefully he can hit for them and we get something for him. Otherwise, he's going to be a guy who ends up being a career minor leaguer or we release him because we have him on the 40 and if he's no use to us on the 40 he's going to end up on somebody else's team next year cuz I don't think they're going to carry him past this year. Uh it's just I don't know. I mean we'll have to wait and see. Uh I mean, you know, LeCastro's been fairly good when he's played, but he's limited. But you know, we need him for the speed and defense and and he's filled in that you know, technically fourth outfield although technically he'd be like the fifth or sixth outfield team right now but they kept him down because carpenter's tearing it up he came off of his injury marwin has been as advertised 
you know, he's just a guy you can plug in just about anywhere, and he plays good. Donaldson has been all right. You know, could be better, but you'll get it. Trevino has been the real surprise because we got him for nothing, and he was basically supposed to be here for a limited time until uh, Rorvat was supposed to get healthy and then come back, but he has only gotten hurt and hurt and hurt, and they put him on the 60-day, so who knows what's going to happen with him, but I don't even know if he comes up this year, and if Trevino is playing the way he's been playing all year, he's, he's the number one catcher on this team because Higashioka has just been shit offensively. And it's like he spent it all in spring training, and it's been horrible. You know, he's batting 154 with no home runs. He hit what? Eight? How many home runs did he hit in spring training? Like 11? Something like that? Around there? Like he was just a guy that you thought was ready to break out and finally take advantage of not having Gary in his way anymore. And then a journeyman in Trevino comes and says, no, I'm going to take it. And we can't get this guy out of the lineup. Now, I know they do. They they flop him around. But he's been outstanding. So, you know, that has been the biggest surprise this year. What has turned out to, you know, not be a surprise is how bad Aaron Hicks has been. And his numbers are kind of misleading. He does have five stolen bases, though. He keeps talking about 30-30. He's got one home run. He needs to you know, step on that if he wants to get there. But he's been bad. He's he's just, with runners in scoring position, he's just looked like it is a bad accident waiting to happen. And Gallo, who, despite he had his home run today, has been putrid. 59 strikeouts in 45 games. 59 strikeouts in 135 at bats. You know, obviously before today, I don't know what he did, but we'll add the home run. So he's got seven home runs. And so that would be his 11th RBIs today. I don't know what else he's done, but. You know, he's a free agent. And and it becomes the point where you can't trade him for any kind of value because he's a free agent. And teams know that if he plays him, if he keeps playing this bad, he will play himself out of a contract with the Yankees and teams will get him on the cheap and they won't have to give anything up. But he is just... You know, it's not even a home run or strikeout guy. It's been a strikeout, 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 strikeout. Maybe a home run type of guy. And the analytics say he's an elite player, and I have not seen it. The eye test tells me that he is not. And he has been horrible this year. And he still plays a decent outfielder. I mean, he's a gold glove winner, for Christ's sakes. And it looks like he's better in right, but now Stanton's back. So, you know, Gallo will be back in left because it's Stanton in right and Judge in right when they flip-flop. 
Stanton will be Stanton. We're not even going to go into his numbers. He's having another good year, you know, despite being hurt. But he just came back from that, and Stanton is going to be Stanton. I'm, I mean, if you're still on him by now, then I don't know what the hell you're watching. But Gallo has just been bad. And, you know, a 605 OPS, obviously, before today's stats, is pathetic. That's that's garbage player shit. You know? Kind of Falefa has a higher OPS. And Hicks is around 588. And this is before today's stats. We have to keep saying that. That's not great. Not great, Bob. Whereas... Former Philadelphia Phillies manager Joe Girardi would have said, it's not what you want. So, those are the issues. Hicks and Gallo, who have no options, so you can't send them down. Gallo, who's an impending free agent, so what is the trade market for him if you wish to move him? You know, the Yankees are going to ride it out. And here's a reality, you know, that could happen. I assumed Hicks, or not Hicks, don't worry about it. Hicks is going to be here until until they decide they had enough or he plays out his contract, which is reasonably priced. But Gallo, I was wondering if he was the backup plan in case Judge left. Now, obviously, he's not the caliber of Judge, but he's somebody who you can pay less, give him some years, and he could, you know, he can hold his own, supposedly. That's what he's supposed to be doing. He hasn't been. Judge, who's having an MVP season, and just, like I said before, just seems to be adding like a million dollars to like every game that he plays or every week. You know, if he wins the MVP this year, and the Yankees win the World Series, Don't you feel like you're obligated to give in to his demands now? How do you let that guy hit the market? And I know the contract they gave him was, in my opinion, was better than what I would have given him. But maybe the money is not the issue. It's the years. It's going to come down to the years. If he wants a 10-year deal and he puts up these numbers and they win the World Series, and let's say he's the MVP of the World Series, how do you let him walk? If he gets to a World Series, aren't you kind of obligated now to give him that deal and then, you know, maybe you get another ring out of it or two, hopefully more? And then at the end of the back end of his contract, you're hoping that at least the future kids are carrying him. And then you get what you get. And you just kind of, you know, that's the price you pay for winning rings. Sometimes you got to have a bad contract or three. He's on a man on a mission and he bet on himself and he's winning that bet right now. So we're going to be talking about that all year because obviously he's going to hit free agency, but I hope that he at least whatever numbers he gets, comes back to the Yankees and at least tries to get it matched or, you know, higher, whether it's years or money, depending on what he wants. Or at least I hope that he talks to the Yankees first and says, hey, listen, this is what I want. 
we could settle this now or I'll hit the market and then we'll go from there and you may lose me. And it's just a matter of can the Yankees afford to lose him? And, you know, I would have said earlier, beginning of this year, in the offseason, seven was the absolute max I was willing to go because of his age. But at the rate he's playing, he's making me regret even saying that and almost want to give him eight, nine years. And if it's nine years, then what the hell's the difference if you go ten? I wouldn't go more than ten, though. I mean, you can't, right? I mean, even, but is Juan Soto a guy who's possibly the guy they're looking to go after in a couple years when he's a free agent? Because there's no way Washington's going to be able to afford him. And he's going to be a $500 million player. A 10-year, easily $500 million plus player. And I know it's not our money. But you know that they have their self-imposed Fucking luxury tax, salary cap bullshit that the Yankees and Hal isn't willing to spend. So, where do you want to put that money? And I've said this before, I'm always a guy who likes to look down the road. And that's that's a big name coming down the road in a couple years. But are you willing to risk losing Judge until you can get somebody like Soto? So, I mean, that's where we're at. We'll get back to the lineup. Rizzo has been pretty good. Had a big pinch hit hit the other day. Kind of Falefa has been, you know, as advertised. Could be better in the field at times, but he's a stopgap. Glaber has been better this year. His numbers aren't that great, but he's been noticeably better this year in the field. And at the plate. And I will read off his numbers. Minus today, obviously. 168 at-bats. 18 runs. 41 hits. 7 doubles. 1 triple. 10 home runs. So he's got the power. Seems to be back. Which is good. 25 RBIs. 9 walks. 33 strikeouts. 1 stolen base. 1 caught steal. 244 average. That could go up. 283 on base, 476 slugging, 7.59 OPS. So he needs to get around the 800 range for me to really believe that he's back. And I think he's trending that way. The power seems to be back this year, so that's good. So if he can get that going before I really start to believe him, because if we have a, a, a Glaber that resembles any sort of his, like, his old self from a couple years ago, three years ago, then that's good. That's a weapon. And he feels more, much more comfortable back at second. DJ is DJ. You know, I'm not worried about him. So offensively, this team has been good. But how do we get this team to be better? How do you make the best team in baseball better? Well, they have to figure out Hicks and they have to figure out Gallo because they're not moving any of these two. I can't see them. The only way to get rid of Hicks is to DFA him and then eat his contract, but he still has a few more years left. And it's only $10 million a year, so it's not that bad, people. I mean, you act like his money is like tipping the fucking tower over. 
you know, but Gallo's the guy who they absolutely need to get him going. If they get him going, and the way the other team is, the rest of the team is going, then oof, watch out, get ready. But this team has been great this year. This ride has been good, and we need to keep this going. I think they can. I think all of this is sustainable because they're really not firing all cylinders offensively. You know, Judge has been carrying this team. Stanton just came back, so I expect him to hit. Donaldson came back. I expect him to be a little bit better. He's a better player than what his numbers are showing. But defensively, this team has been pretty sound. And offensively, they can only get better. So that's something to look forward to. Pitching-wise, they're just about as good as they can get. Now, whether they can keep firing on the cylinder, then that's the question. I hope they can. I think they can. Like I said, in Matt Blake, we trust our Lord and Savior. (laughs) That's pretty much it. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be doing this. I'm glad to be talking to all you guys. I love this. This is just, you know, it's not just a hobby to me. This is a passion. And, you know, hopefully I didn't lose any of you guys while I haven't been putting out episodes in the last month. And hopefully you'll see that a new one has popped up in a matter of, you know, half hour. And I appreciate you guys hanging in there. And like I said, you can always reach out to me. If any of you ever want to be a part of this, let me know and we can work something out and I can get you, you know, on a zoom or something like that. And you can, you can be like a co-host for a day. I mean, just let me know. I got no problem doing that. I I like to involve you. I, I want to involve everybody. I'm not these big shot guys who, you know, are big timing their fans and you know, they act like their shit don't stink. And I'm sure some of you can guess who I'm talking about, you know, it's not John Boy. I'm not talking about John Boy. I, I find them to be very inclusive when they talk to their fans, I guess. And they're good people. So it's not them. It's some of the other podcasts. I'm not going to name them. But, you know, there's other shows like mine, and, and I'm friends with a lot of these people. And they're great. And I hope you listen to them too, you know. But I want to include all of you. I want to make this inclusive. If you ever want to get involved somehow, just reach out to me on Twitter at Savage Empire Pod. So we'll leave it there. It's been about an hour. And I just want to say thank you guys for hanging in there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a nice week of more Yankee wins and hopefully a Rangers advancement to the Stanley Cup Finals. And... I'll talk to you again soon, hopefully next Sunday. (laughs) I'll try to make a point to do so. All right, love you all. Thank you. And, of course, go Yankees. Thanks for listening to The Savage Empire. Subscribe and leave a comment wherever you listen. Follow us on Twitter at Savage Empire Pod. And, of course, go Yankees.